This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. Bluebutterfly.co.uk. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Friday, October the 22nd, and we're going to start off with news that a Maidstone man has admitted causing almost £100,000 worth of damage after going on a rampage at the hotel where he worked. 49-year-old Edward Woods from Buckland Hill smashed up items at Larkfield Priory Hotel. Well, Sean McPolin was in court for this one for us. Sean, what job did he do there, and can you tell us a bit more about the damage that was caused? Mr Woods was a night porter at the Larkfield Priory Hotel, um, somewhere where he was actually staying at the time as a resident. Uh, He was living at the site um, on the night, on the morning of the incident. Uh, And the court heard earlier this this week how in the early hours one morning he picked up a a metal bracket and went on a rampage of sorts through the hotel and caused um, extensive damage um, to a number of doors, um, 21 windows, fridges, beer pumps... Um, computer screens and COVID screens that were set up at the time. And I guess the main question is, why did he do it? Explaining why he committed the actual offence, um, Woods told me that there had been a number of instances at the hotel that culminated and, in his own words, had pushed him over the edge. Um, he didn't think that he or other members of staff were being treated fairly. Um, and there had been a number of times and instances with management where um, he had been asked to cover a shift, um, which he simply wasn't trained for. One example of that was being when he was asked to cover a chef shift, um, and he repeatedly said that um, he and others weren't weren't treated fairly or weren't treated right, and it pushed him to breaking point, um, where he obviously um, picked up the metal bracket and just let loose on the hotel. And you spoke to him outside court as well, didn't you? What did he have to say? Um, Woods did explain that he was remorseful for the act. He did um, apologise and held his hands up, uh, admitted to it, hence his guilty plea. But he was adamant in the fact that he believes that um, he and other members of staff weren't treated fairly. Um, He's usually a person of good character. He says um, he's never done anything like this before. And it sort of showed the extent that what he and other members of staff have been through, that he was um, pushed to do something like this. Thanks ever so much, Sean. Well, Woods will appear in court at a later date to be sentenced after admitting criminal damage. We have contacted the hotel for a comment, but haven't heard back from them just yet. Kent Online News. Other top stories today, and an arrest has been made by police investigating the rape of a man in Gillingham. It happened in the early hours of Wednesday in an alleyway linking Marlborough Road and Long Hill Avenue. A 45-year-old man who doesn't have a permanent address is in custody. A hit-and-run driver from Canterbury who crashed into a teenage cycle has avoided going to prison. Elliot Lusher was overtaking on an unlit bend in Bleen when he hit the 15-year-old, leaving him with multiple fractures. The 22-year-old from Sancroft Avenue has been handed a 12-month community order. Ten points were also added to his licence. A cannabis factory has been found in a former bank in Cranbrook. Police were called to the old Barclays building on Stone Street and discovered more than 300 plants and cultivation equipment. So far, no-one's been arrested. Now, a Palestinian refugee has told the Kent Online podcast that a giant puppet of a child asylum seeker will help change attitudes. Three and a half metre tall Amal was greeted by hundreds of people as she arrived in Canterbury yesterday
yesterday after travelling 8,000 kilometres from Syria. We've told you on previous podcasts this week how she arrived in Folkestone and was greeted by actor Jude Law. She also made her way to Dover Castle with a lantern-lit procession. Well, Bousma now studies in the county and was among those to see Amal at the Uni of Kent. My journey started actually when I left United Arab Emirates and came to live in a refugee camp. I find that we do have a lot of acceptance and understanding from the local communities and from the local people, but we still have to challenge the hostile environment presented by the media and by the politi- uh, politicians all over the, the UK by sharing really stories about refugees and asylum seekers and by shedding the light about the contributions of these people to every sector in this, uh, in this uh, country. I do believe in the power of art and in the power of creative art in order to gather people for the same cause or for the same belief. At least now you walk with Amal, you understand Amal, you see Amal. Amal will be leaving the county today and heading to the capital tomorrow. She'll be at St Paul's Cathedral. But not everyone is convinced and it probably won't surprise you that among them is Nigel Farage. The former UKIP leader was at an event in Folkestone last night and spoke to our reporter Chris Hunter. A few days ago, did you see there was the the giant asylum seeker puppet Amal that that came here? She's doing a tour of the UK as well. Yes, I must say, a rather sinister, rather sinister-looking puppet. Uh, how that's supposed to endear anybody to it? This sort of giant figure. Yeah, she's, she's supposed to signify hope. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, we've got to get these things right. Um, we've got to get the balance of people living in our country right. We've got to get the culture right. Um, uh, you know, the Manchester bomber was the son of, of people who come here as, as as refugees. We've got to get this right. It's a real issue. National security is involved, numbers are involved, costs involved. But, you know, you can show me a, a dummy of, of, of a young girl from Syria. Well, let me ask the people that did that. Let me ask Jude Law, who turned up here. Have you actually seen who's coming across the channel? They're 90% young men. Some of them in a very aggressive frame of mind. I've seen them face to face. You know, this is not poor women and children. This is basically young men without documentation uh, and arguably... The vast majority are economic migrants. Would you like Jude Law to have come here and taken you by the hand as you come in? Well, that's a very unlikely scenario, but a very good at Kent Online to suggest it. I'd love to sit down with Jude Law and have a debate about this. Uh, I wonder whether he knows the facts. I very much doubt it. I think there is this sort of lovey world of let's all be wonderful and kind and open our arms. Um, but the reality is this is a criminal human trafficking trade. Many of the women go into the sex trade. Many of the men finish up in slave labour. Um, many of them who come with that Dick Whittington dream of what the UK is going to be will be very disappointed in a short space of time. But it's happening. The Kent Online Podcast with Blue Butterfly, Earl Street, Maidstone. It's emerged an unmanned aircraft lost power in both engines, prompting a quick response from an external pilot at Romney Marsh. The drone had been travelling over the channel and was due to land on the runway at the airport there last December. The Air Accident Investigation Branch has found the engine shutdown is likely to have been caused by an on-aircraft data error. A report elsewhere has concluded there's no need for a new freight airport at the former Manston site in Thanet. Independent assessors have been looking into the data. Paul Francis is our political editor. He's been speaking to Phil from our colleagues at KMTV. Really a significant blow to the developers who wanted to turn this into a cargo freight airport. 
The government's in, appointed, an, as you say, consultants to look at the case for and against. And to be frank, it's come down very heavily against the need, mm. saying that uh, nothing has changed since the public inquiry was held into the uh, application by River Oak Strategic Partnerships in 2019. Absolutely. Well, a massive blow uh, here and now. But where does this leave Manson's future? There's obviously been alternative proposals for it to be used for housing. And of course, it's been a COVID testing site. Brexit, Lorry Park. What next? Well, to be fair, we have to say that this is not definitely the end of the road mm. for the Manson supporters. But the, the council did at one stage allocate part of the site for housing and residential development which would take some of the pressure off some of Thanet's uh, smaller villages. The report found there's significant room for freight at other airports, including East Midlands and Stansted. A debate has been taking place in the House of Lords over whether people who have six months to live should be given help to die. Campaigners say there's more support than ever for changing the law after the British Medical Association removed its opposition to euthanasia. Susie G from Sevenoaks is a former nurse and says this would give vulnerable people the reassurance they need. I feel very strongly and passionately about it, mainly because my father took his own life um, a long time ago now, in the late 70s. He had terminal cancer and he took himself off without telling the family so as not to in implicate them. And he died alone um, in his car and I felt very angry that he had to do that. He was in such pain that he felt he couldn't, couldn't go on and didn't want to go through the indignities of his illness at the end of his life. And then um, I trained as a nurse and worked as a, a nurse for, for many years. And a considerable minority of patients under my care um, wanted to end it all. They said, look, we've been suffering for so long um, and it's just, life's becoming unbearable. And if only you could give me a dose of something to, to send me off. Um, and that's always stuck in my mind. And seeing people suffering with intolerable pain, which, of course, drugs can be taken for that. But at what cost? You know, you, you're not unable to communicate with your, your family because you're drugged up to the eyeballs. And that also made a lasting impression on me. And then uh, three years ago, I got um, uh, diagnosed with an incurable illness, a bone marrow cancer. And I thought, well, what do I want to do? And it was pretty clear to me that I wanted to um, take my own life at a time when I wanted to, when pain was becoming intolerable. It's not something I want to do. I'm certainly not suicidal and I want to live for as long as possible. But I don't want to go through the last throes and in the indignity of, of dying, possibly with incontinence, in terrible pain, racked with terrible pain. Um, if I don't have to go through that, then I wouldn't even dream of, of uh, uh, going to Switzerland or taking my own life. But because I, f I feel so strongly that this is a law that we so need to change in this country. It's the, the law as it stands is antiquated and it's such a mess and people are suffering terribly. There are so many cases of people who are um, 
in, in terrible pain at the end of their lives. Those who oppose the move, including the Archbishop of Canterbury, say it could put unnecessary pressure on patients and GPs. Kent Online reports. An empty office block in Chatham has been taken over as part of regeneration plans. Medway Council have received permission to transform Mountbatten House in the centre of the town into 164 homes and commercial units on the ground floor. The block has been bought for almost £2 million. Elsewhere in the towns, a large wall in Gillingham, which has been crumbling away for more than 10 years, is still deteriorating. Concerns were first raised about the wall in Gillingham's Pier Road back in 2009. The delay is down to a dispute about ownership and who's responsible for paying for repairs. The owner of a dog has been fined after it attacked another pet in Maidstone. It's the first time the council's community protection team have successfully issued a fixed penalty notice for this type of incident after it happened in Allington. We're told the dog and its owner were well known in the area following a number of other reports of antisocial behaviour. Pret-a-Manger in Canterbury High Street have been forced to close because of a staff shortage. The cafe's thought to have been shut since the weekend and should reopen tomorrow. Bosses have apologised to customers. And residents in Folkestone and Hythe are going to get a discount on garden waste collection next year. The service was suspended between July and September because of a shortage of truck drivers. Bosses say existing customers will get £10 off their next subscription as a result. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham will be hoping for a repeat of Tuesday's win when they take on Bolton Wanderers in League One tomorrow. Both teams have won only two of their last five games, with Bolton eight spots ahead in the table. Boss Steve Evans says the side has a special place in his heart. I went there as a 15-year-old. Bolton Wanderers asked permission for me to to come out of school a few months earlier so I could join and go and join Ian Greaves and and Stan Anderson. And and what was a fantastic Bolton Wanderers team, top level. Um, I could still say that name off the top of my head, but Seamus McDonough and Sam Allardyce, Mickey Walsh, Worthington, Morgan, Gowling, um, Neil McNabb, um, incredible team. Um, but I was very fortunate to go in a couple of years. The reality is I wasn't good enough then to be at that kind of level, so I made my way back to Scotland, but met some lifetime friends who I still keep in touch to this day with. And ahead of the match, he says he's hoping for their second win of the week, but the league is looking tough. If we can go to Bolton and get a point, I think it's been a good day. Last season when they win promotion, I thought by Mar, they were the best team in the league. I thought they had a, a real togetherness about them. They've carried that momentum, and that's the word, into this season. So they're having a little blip, but they blipped last season and, and come through it under the games of a good young manager. Tough game for us. They're, they're a top side. They've got good players. They'll be backed by a brilliant support and what is undoubtedly a, another fantastic stadium that we'll visit in the league. We've been frustrated and sometimes we've let ourselves down, but the performance has not been there. Um, but this is always going to be a tight league. I think the top seven or eight is going to be particularly tight. And that's the clubs primarily who, who are the big spenders in the league. And then I think there'll be the rest of the league in, and I think it's going to be really tight. Kick-off tomorrow is at three. Cricket and batsman Jack Leaning has signed a contract extension at Kent. It'll keep him at the club until the end of the 2024 season. The 28-year-old joined the county last year and has gone on to score more than 1,600 runs in 51 appearances. And Olympian Kate French has been given a special award from the area in Kent where she grew up. The 30-year-old from Mepham won gold in the modern pentathlon at the Games in Tokyo back in the summer. She collected a special Achievement Prize at the Gravesham Civic Awards last night and spoke to Nikki White. We're here tonight honouring people who um, give up their time and volunteer and inspire others. How important has people like that been for you? Um, Yeah, I think um, really, really important, especially 
Um, I think a lot of my um, after school clubs as well were people volunteering um, just to help out in um, sports clubs and get younger children involved in sport but also as well I think a massive part has been at competitions um, I mean a lot of the pentathlon competitions that I've done they've all been run by volunteers um, like behind the scenes and yeah I think they're hugely hugely important in, in yeah, running competitions and getting um, younger children into sport. That's brilliant and you seem to come home quite a bit to visit your family. Are you a proud Gravesham girl? <laughs> uh, yes, definitely. I mean, my roots are here and um, I don't think I would have got where I am today without um, uh, the support from, from Gravesham and, and the clubs that I've participated in here. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus you can subscribe to the IM News app. That will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. To do it, just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. Have a fantastic weekend. We'll be back with a podcast on Monday. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. Bluebutterfly.co.uk